to me inherently implies that I'm talking at a level that I know the person and I've done my research in order to know who the person is that I'm speaking with so I can come across not contrived but more at a social personal human level speaking to that individual so for me social sales is all about making it extremely natural welcome to the making sales social podcast featuring the top voices in sales marketing and business join Bryn Tillman and me Bob Woods as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling Enjoy the show. Usman Sheikh, the founder and CEO of XIQ, joins us today in the Social Sales Link virtual studios for this episode of Making Sales Social. So Usman is all about AI. His XIQ sales and marketing platform is the fusion of generative AI, behavioral science, and chat GPT and offers a personality-driven sales approach across the entire customer life cycle. His goal is to humanize B2B sales and marketing through both generative AI and psychology. So we've all heard about how everyone should be using generative AI in a human fashion. I preach that constantly, essentially. But I've got to admit, this is the first time I've ever heard psychology specifically included in the mix. I think it's fascinating. And we're going to be talking about that specifically in a little bit. So Usman's also a former SAP guy, and he has frequently served as a guest lecturer on AI and B2B sales, two areas that I love to talk about a lot, as well as the marketing part. Love that too. Uh, he's spoken at University of Texas, University of Wisconsin, uh, Alabama, Louisiana State University, and Clemson. So if you're a regular listener, you know that we've been talking a lot about AI lately on making sales social. I think it's really important for us in the B2B and sales space and the marketing space as well to learn about it, understand it, and use it effectively because it's here to help us and not eliminate our jobs. I brought that up, I don't know how many times as well, but I truly believe that. So with that, Usman, welcome to Making Sales Social. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. Really excited to talk to you. Good, good. Excited to have you on. So our first uh, traditional question that we ask uh, at the top of every show is, what does making sales social mean to you? And while we ask that in a general sense for most people, I really want to hear your take on it considering your use and your expertise of, gener of generative AI. Yeah, beautiful. So um, social selling and social sales, uh, for me, if I back up before answering the question today, sales has become stale. Let's face it. There's a lot of cookie cutter out there. There's a lot of repetitive stuff that's taking place. Um, a lot of pretty kind of boring, similar messages out there. There's a lot of, hey, I wrote to you last week. What did you think about it? Right. <laughs> when I talk to talk about a social setting, it to me inherently apply, implies that I'm talking at a level that I know the person and I've done my research in order to know who the person is that I'm speaking with. So I can come across not contrived, um, but more at a social, uh, personal, human level speaking to that individual. So for me, social sales is all about making it extremely natural in terms of how 
you speak to an individual, how you address them, how you, it, it has to demonstrate that you have actually put some elbow grease and some hard work in getting to understand who they are, right? So you can sure. speak in tenor and in a, a, a manner that it, it is reflective of, it, it illustrates that you, you are, um, um, you know, you have done your homework. And right. uh, so many people, you know, just simply don't do that. And and you miss the great opportunity of being able and social sales, right? It's all about building relationships. At the end of the day, it's about people buying from people. And that's social right there. Um, and in order to be able to get to know these people, you have to put some hard work in getting to understand them and be able to get to the same level of uh, conversation uh, with them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So now let's so now let's work generative AI into that a little bit more because that's one of the things that 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 we teach here is actually is actually using generative AI to you know as one of the as generative AI can do so much. One of the things that it's based though is a research tool. Do you see it mainly as a research tool when it comes to social selling or and or do you see more of it developing from there as well? Yeah, so um it's a lot more than just a research tool. And, um, you know, the most popular generative um, AI platform today is OpenAI's ChatGPT. Yep. And if you know that it has a knowledge life kind of expiring around, some say January 2022, some say September 2021. And uh, that's just not current enough for me to be able to know what's happening with my clients or be able to do accurate research. So take XIQ for an example. And maybe before I get into execute for your audience, I can place a definition of what is AI versus generative AI. So AI yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. Is, um, is a study of repeat kind of uh, processes, right? So if you look at things that are happening on a repetitive basis, understanding what are some of the patterns and doing that pattern recognition to then predict what is the future. Generative AI is that plus it has some ability to have conversations. So it has a corpus, meaning that it has a brain of its own, right? And within that brain, there's a lot of information that's stored. But now I can go and I can have a conversation with that brain by simply typing in AIs and it will generate responses. So one of the things, for example, our platform does is it picks up all digital signatures and footprints of people out there on the internet, everything that's in the public domain, it analyzes them and generates a personality profile. And we use the DISC personality profile as sure. the um, assessment, as the method to do that. So for me, the generative AI um, is a lot more than just a research tool. Um, first of all, because we pick up this personality traits, and I'm very adamant about kind of bringing that because that is a dimension of generative AI that we don't see in the market as yet, right? And so mm -hmm. what that does is if you go to ChatGPT, ask it to write something, a blog, a LinkedIn post, or a talk script, it will, or an email, it'll be, or, or a pitch, it'll be very, very similar, right? And it looks, right. if you've used ChatGPT, you know that, you know, it's written by chat. If you used it enough, you know that it's chat GPT, right? Yeah. If you, if you read anything coming in, you can generally tell whether or not, you know, okay, this is the human writing it, which is what I've gone back to before about humanizing it. But even when you humanize it at the same time, 
you kind of know if it's coming from ChatGPT just because it's got that structure. Sometimes it has those words that not everyone picks up on that just appear in a lot of different places in copy anymore because everyone's freaking copying and pasting out of uh, out of a ChatGPT. Yeah, but with this ability to generate these personas and gen mm -hmm. identify personal communication styles, right? Mm -hmm. What it does is that this generative AI takes another dimension to it and it becomes that much more personal, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so it starts speaking in a language, like for example, those individuals that like to be you know, given anecdotal stories, right? To To kind of talk or versus those people that just like, three bullet points and some data points, right? right. So it yeah. makes those kind of distinctions. It also uses words, salutations, words, sentence structure, paragraph structures that vary from person to person, right? And, and that's where it, to a certain extent, starts getting a little scary, but it's also kind of very pleasant that it has taken all that, that research work that needed to be done and it's kind of summarized it and put it into an output that you can actually use very effectively. And, and you know, there is no reason why we need to be still digging trenches using spades and and, and pickaxes, right? <laughs> sure. Bulldozers. So uh, yeah. the example is very similar, you know. The, you can go in, you can get your chat GPT or XIQ GPT or Gilroy, as we call it, in XIQ. Uh, you mm -hmm. can ask Gilroy to do the research for you and Gilroy will do all the customization and then you take it, you edit it. Because I don't think anything that comes out of AI at this point or generative AI should be just let loose onto the market without having a human editor kind of looking at it. But right. what it's done is it's taken those hours and hours of work that you needed to do to get it right. It's shrunk it down into microseconds, into seconds. And mm -hmm. I can write a personally tailored email in less than 10 seconds using the XIQ platform, just as an example. And then I spend a couple of minutes putting my own flavor to it, adding, injecting my own words, making sure it's saying the right things that I wanted to say. And voila, within two minutes, I can publish and send out an email or a message that had I really, and that had I really is a is 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 a variable over here, right? Because how many people yeah. do that, right? Right. Oh yeah. Like, I was just thinking sometimes people struggle 15, 20, 30 minutes over one simple email just because they don't know what to say. And chat GPT, I mean, sometimes when it comes to like writing copy and things like that, I almost view chat GPT as like my writer's room. And sometimes it's like a writer's room slash advisory board almost because it can come up with things it can not only help me along with my message sometimes it'll bring up something that i hadn't even thought of and this is more copy than email oriented but um you know it's like oh that's really good i didn't even realize that let's get that in there too but i mean even for the people who struggle with like email like like we were talking about and for some people that struggle is real and i appreciate that chat gpt man it's it's great for stuff like that. And then working in all that other stuff, I think it's even better. Yeah, but think about it, you know, a little bit more, right? So if you really, really wanted to get it right, what would you do? You would sure. go and look at the company. Yeah. You would do a SWOT analysis, strength, weakness, opportunity, threats. You would identify what needs what is what are the trends within the industry. Yeah. You then go and I'd start figuring out who you're writing to. 
then you'll try to figure out like what is the personal motivation and that's a big question, hidden question mark. What is the personal motivation for this individual? Then you will have to figure out what is the best communication style for that individual, right? You've gone, yeah. if that's really to get it right. And that is not a 15 minute problem solve. It's not just about word structure, structuring words together. It's about doing right. quality research to really get your message right for that individual. Right. And this is where the psychology part comes in that I was talking about at the very top of the show. So so it's interesting that I mean, this is like I I don't know if you could say next gen chat GPT, because I don't, you know, I'm not sure if that's the right phrasing of it, but I mean, but just adding that psychology element into it, I think is probably the next level of using all of these tools. I don't know. I I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. I, I would call it humanized AI. Right. Okay. All right. GPT is just a small little process of using a large language model to basically have a conversation. Right. And okay. now they're becoming courtesy of chat GPT. They, they were really good at kind of bringing it out, but they've now let the, you know, bag, they've opened the bag and everybody's out, uh, out of the bag. Right. So, mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's the humanization of this that really, really matters because um, yes, you're right. As a research tool and being able to do a lot of heavy lifting, go through lots of data, that's all good. But it's also a little bit unimaginative. I think that's really where our human imagination goes and we try to box AI into that. Yep. But you know, you can take these conversational models and you can take them and give them this personality bit to it as well. And nothing to be scared about because all it's doing is it's kind of giving a much more human voice. It's talking to me. And I want you to talk to me. I don't want you to be kind of giving me the same old, same old that you've given to 10,000 other people, right? When yeah. I called up my pizza uh, ordering delivery service, you know, they know exactly what I want, how I want it, when I want <laughs> it. You know, sure. so in my in my personal life, I am constantly being fed with highly personalized, individualized kind of information. Why don't I get the same degree of personalization in my B2B persona, right? In yeah. my civilian life, I get it all the time. But in my professional yeah. life, I never get it. And yeah. that that dysfunction is, is, is it's very annoying, actually. Let, yeah. Amidst it's my words. It's annoying. It's disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And you should. I mean, and and we're at the point where you should, where you should expect that. And I think, you know, just like B2B sales, a lot of people don't see a lot of personality in it. And, and I think that's one thing that social selling does well is that it brings out personality. But I think that, wow, I'm just realizing this. Adding social selling and generative AI and and potentially, you know, like an XIQ type of product really elevates things and really takes things up to that truly human psychological level that I think that we all kind of crave. Yeah. And, you know, it, a lot of, negativity around ai that you know it's yeah. going to start producing a lot of these cookie cutters garbage in garbage out kind of stuff that's incorrect i i, I you know any proper innovator who's bringing about a technology change knows that the rules of the game change when you bring in new technology right you're not going yep. to run the bullet train on the same train tracks that your regular diesel engine runs right mm -hmm. your tesla is no longer is you can't think about your tesla or your electronic ev um the same way as you think about your fuel cars things have changed right they they yep. and it's a step change 
right? Yeah. When you look at electronic vehicles, for example, today, and just let's take Tesla, their base model has capabilities in that base model that are usually considered luxurious in the in the fuel version of 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 those same cars, right? Sure. And so think about AI the same way, right? Don't think about doing the same thing and getting garbage in and so on. The right companies, the the companies that are forward-looking companies that are going to use AI, and everybody pretty much now has the handbook on how to use AI, are going to use it with quality in mind. They're not going to just take the same garbage thing in and, you know, and kind of start producing garbage. That's just not going to happen. I think the volumes, you know, there's a lot of fear factors that are being sown out there that, you know, you'll start receiving a lot of spam emails that will not make sense. No. I don't think so. I think the right companies, what they'll do is they'll have proper research. They would have identified their ideal customer profiles correctly. They would have identified what are their preferences uh, at a professional level. What are their motivations? How are, what is their behavior? And they will thread the needle according to those things. And so when I get that messaging and then it has your picture and your name next to that, I will feel that you have actually worked to find out about who I am. And, you know, because the open rates, the click-through rates, the response rates, the win rates will go up higher, With it, it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to put, you know, 100,000 emails to get a 2% open rate, right? Or a 0.2% open rate. I, I don't exactly. need that. Because now my tool has been able to identify the right ideal customer profile, and they have been able to get me into that group with a message or that individual with a message that is actually going to resonate. So my response rates are going to be higher. And as a result, you know, I have only so much capacity because at the end of the day, the human is going to close the deal. It is about relationships. Right. Yeah. Here's another interesting factor, Bob. Look, the number of buyers and decision makers has gone up, right? Absolutely. So we need to do individualization, whereas you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, about three to four people involved in a decision-making cycle. Now we have 12 to 16 people involved in that decision-making cycle. And therefore we have to personalize for each and every one of those people if we're going to communicate to them. One way or the other, whether we're having a direct conversation or we are indirectly influencing them through our uh, the person that is our champion or yeah. we're reading to them. We have to get to that personal level. and. Yeah. and you know, the human dimension today does not allow us to do that. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I'm and I'm kind of chuckling to myself because this all this just came up in a conversation that I had earlier today, just about um, uh, we call it socially surrounding. So this is using social selling and and LinkedIn to connect with as many of those people as as possible ahead of time and at least establish some type of relationship. Now I'm imagining working AI and working, you know, tools like yours into that equation and really discovering about these people more as you're socially surrounding. I hate using the phrase game changer because it is so overused, but I think in overused. this case, it actually applies. No, you're absolutely right. It's not necessarily a game changer. It is a game changer because we've taken the game to such a low level that now to just actually able to play at, at you know, at par is... Yeah. Right. So we've, we've just kind of the, we've kind of tanked at the bottom. And, you know, it's just I feel we've the human element actually has really cost us a lot. And it's time to kind of right size it and kind of elevate the game a lot. 
And, you know, that kind of brings up, Bob, another interesting little dimension to what AI does and, and, you know, the kind of demand for personalization in my professional life. It's who is the seller, right? The makeup of the seller is changing, right? The seller is no longer that charismatic, uh, you know, personality that would walk in and kind of steal the hearts of everybody in the room. The, the person that steals the hearts of everybody in the room is the person who knows how to connect with everybody in the room, right? And in order to connect, I have to know what are those hooks. In order to know what are those hooks, I need to know, I need to have done my research. And today, yep. there's so much data out there that it's humanly impossible for me to do my research about all of that. So mm-hmm. two things. One, these kind of tools like XIQ kind of help you elevate the game, but also the person using the tool, right? Who's going to be that person who's going to use the tool is going to be the one who is much more focused on due diligence in kind of finding out those little things. And they're the ones who are going to get mind share out there. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the flashy personality that kind of walks into the room wearing the best suit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and an AI powered suit. In fact, I I would say um, you know, it, it's it, it's amazing that, you know, you hear people looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com/in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Out there, scared to death. I was going to say something else, but we're in yes, a family. Yes, I got it. <laughs> about, um, about AI, but um, it sounds to me like that we're actually going to be using AI to become more human in the B2B sales process. Yes, which is- or- yeah, I mean, which is paradoxical, but at the same time, when you think about it, it makes sense. It's it's counterintuitive when you start thinking about, hey, a machine is going to help me become more human. But think about it a slightly different way. Think about it that, first of all, you know, AI, as far as XIQ is concerned, we refer to AI stands for augmented intelligence, not artificial. I like, right? I like that. Right? And when you take augmented and you start seeing what is augmented, right? Today, there is so much data out there in the sales process. So let's just break, let me just break that down, right? So there's data about the companies, how they're doing, what they're saying, the tenor of what they're saying. Then there's information about their competitors, right? What are they doing? What are the competitive threats? What are the strategies they're adopting? Then there is stuff about the industry right? What's happening within the industry? This is just at the company level itself, right? Then you break it down. Then there's the executive suite. What are those guys saying? Uh, uh, How are their emotions actually reflecting? Are they nervous? Are they happy? Are they pensive? You know, what what is being translated over there? And then you come down to those 12, as Gartner says, those 12 buyers, right? And eventually to those people. And then you have to start thinking yep. about that. So if you think about it, if you got to do the job right, you got to get all of those things done and, and, and kind of put into your, your thinking process, right? And we just don't have enough time in the day and we don't have resources to go crawl the entire internet and find this kind of information out, analyze yeah. it, and then make something cohesive and out of it. So the augmented intelligence does that for you, right? And it yeah. brings a set of insights that are consumable for you. And then with generative AI, you come to these insights like your SWOT analysis or what are your personal motivations? And you say, can you please 
write something. And suddenly all of these different data points are collected, they're summarized, they're synthesized, they're given the voice of the individuals, they're given the communication style, and then they're brought out to the person, right? And think about that. Humans would not, be, we, we just simply don't have the patience. We don't have the time. Yeah, yeah, the time, yeah, patient, yeah, patience and time. I, I, I do think work, work, work together, and and I think that you're, you're touching really well on on another point that I was going to ask about. Uh, I, I'm going to phrase it a little differently though. So I don't think that salespeople should be thinking about losing their jobs due to AI. It's more about just not only doing their jobs differently and probably better, but there's also going to be jobs coming up, I think, that we're not even considering right now, but are going to be real jobs coming into the future. What do you think about that? For sure. I think that the only people who are going to be worried about losing jobs are the people that are not really thinking about how to leverage AI, generative AI into their game, right? Mm -hmm. And these are people, you know, you always have these kind of people that are not adopters, right? They just don't adopt. They become fossils, you know? And they become Amlon people, basically. I mean, yeah. it, it, this has happened since the very start of mankind and will continue forever. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, innovation doesn't stop, you know, we're, um, yeah. and, and it just cons- consistently gives. So I think AI is non-threatening at this point in time. It, you know, people talk about this singularity where AI takes over and kind of starts ruling the world and so yeah. on. You know, it's not yeah, going to happen in sales. It's not going to happen, right. you know, it's not going to happen over there, right? At I this agree. point. I agree. Um, it's going to happen somewhere else where, if that does happen, right? So we that's don't need a big to, in my mind. Yeah. You know, so that's not something that we should be kind of thinking too much about and worrying. We should be thinking about how can this particular tool, and I say tool, right? It's just mm-hmm. another tool, right? That's going to help us. Right. What were we doing before the internet? What were we doing before Google? What were we doing before websites? Right. right. Um, people were operating. They would go to those big, thick books and start I doing research, and you know, yeah. start looking up places. And then you had the yellow book and the white phone book, and so on. You know, the yellow pages and the white pages, the pages and, and pages and <laughs> the cold and calling and so on. Those things changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just amazing. Just, I mean. Everything marches on, and I think that the people who have succeeded and will continue to succeed, as you said, are the ones who are embracing this, learning how to deal with it, and you know, even even thinking of of ways to improve using those tools as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the future, and it's here, and it's not going to go back. So might as well jump on the bandwagon. You know, nothing. These kind of technologies don't roll back. They just keep moving yeah. forward. And, you know, the, the companies that are already doing it are posting phenomenal results, right? And Bob, look, just just let's just take another thing in mind, right? So, for example, you talk about social sales, right? And mm-hmm. um, in 2020, when the, when the pandemic hit, right? Actually, you know, the interesting little statistic was that sellers started selling more during that time period, right? So the sales... <laughs> Sales numbers were higher than they were in normal periods, right? We did. So what, what was the difference, right? So they were not going to Las Vegas. They were not mm-hmm. visiting their customers. Yeah. They were not driving into the office, right? Yeah. So if you think about it, I mean, I'm being a little facetious. They were being antisocial. They were not, okay? What they did is they, the good ones moved their social abilities online, 
They went on to the LinkedIn. They went went on to different ways of kind of communicating. Now, yep. the message has gotten back to the CFO as well, right? And now when they go for budgets and say, hey, we want big events and we want to take do this, the CFO is like, why? You know? Yeah. You were doing better without these kind of events and without going out and doing this thing. So why do you need it now? Right? Yeah. Honestly, what I think it brought about, I mean, after after that terrible period and, and, and everything else, I mean, a lot of good came out of it. And I think that one of the things that came out of it was efficiency. Things are much more efficient now. And what is generative IA ultimately going to do for salespeople? Make them more efficient. McKinsey says, Bob, that um, generative AI is going to create 1.2, check this out, trillion dollars, trillion dollars of sales productivity per year. That's, That's like I the combined, that. can you believe that? That's the combined GDP of many, many different countries. You know? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That's I just, know, I mean, one year, $1.2 trillion in productivity gains, right? Are we getting ready to channel that? Are we going to be the ones that are going to be driving towards that $1.2 trillion? That's the goal that the C-level executives, the CFO is going to start thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm, you know, like, are you giving me that exponential uplift, right? That is right. going to help me contribute to driving that $1.2 trillion in, in um, productivity. That's the question out there. And, and there is no such thing out there other than the use of proper generative AI. Proper is the key word. Over, right. Yeah. Yep. Right. To, to help yep. us get to that point. Right. And yeah. so if you're avoiding it and you think that, hey, it's going to eat my job away, you know, the people left during the pandemic as well, you know, because every some very seasoned sales guys left the profession because they said moving on to a video, speaking in Zoom boxes and, you know, across it was, they thought it was an inside sales job and I don't want to do an inside sales job. So they left the profession. That's fair point, right? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, it opened the door for all these young, you know, people that are using uh, uh, Instagrams and TikToks yeah. and, and, you know, they're really <laughs> conversant uh, on YouTube and so on. They just very happily stepped in. Now, there's a wisdom gap over here versus the seasoned guys, but that wisdom gap can now be full, you know, kind of can be plugged using XIQ, for example, right? We, sure. I see that behind you, you're using Challenger book, right? You've got the yeah, Challenger yeah. model, right? And so yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wisdom in that. But, you know, you, I also know that when the Challenger coach leaves the room, the the ability to understand who is um, who's the motivator, who's the driver, who's the mobilizer, also leaves the room, right? So yeah. what we need to do is we need to have systems that actually can bring this to us. And so, for example, our platform, right? We have sixteen personas, one hundred and twenty eight different personality types within that. You know, thousands of different communication models, right? And mm -hmm. selling models already built into that. Right. And so all I have to do is type in the name of a person and their company and voila, I have their personal motivations, how to write to them. I can do all of that right there. Right. So it never leaves the room with the coach. It is, as a matter of fact, it sits on my mobile device and it's in my pocket all the time. I can 
<laughs> you know, I can check on this at the airport. I can check on this, you know, and I can kind of formulate this from my cab. I can do it from the, yeah. the, the reception room. I'm waiting to have a meeting. Or if somebody just unknown to me walks into a meeting, I can immediately look them up and mid-sentence shift my 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 way of presentation to suit this person, knowing that this is going to be an influencer that's going to drive my cycle, right? Think about yeah. that. Think about, I know you don't like the word game changer. I don't either. But think about what a yeah. disruptive force that is, right? Disruptive, yeah. Dis Let's go with disruptive. I, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, psychology and AI to be more human. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, and the thing is also, here, here's another angle to all of this, Bob. Um, we are constantly, um, you know, you and I can look at the same person, have two totally different sets of opinions, right? Our, now, what behavioral science and psychology do is they go into 100 years of models and billions of people that they've applied these models to, to come up with a fairly... Um, well-defined process on being able to identify a person, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of our subjectivity, it's replaced by scientific fact. Is it 100% accurate? Absolutely not. Right. Is it better than having five people looking at the same person and coming up with five different things? Yes, it is, right? Will yeah, it be wrong at some yeah. points? Yeah, it could be yeah. wrong, right? Yeah. But it will be a lot less wrong than... Um, you know, an untrained person, which is plenty of them out there, right? <laughs> Too many. Yeah. Too many, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to 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 have data behind that, which is something that, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't know if we ever would even thought of that, but I mean, but but to have that now to at least better inform you of the likelihood of what this person is going to be like before you meet them, it's amazing. We'll be simulating these conversations. XIQ is coming up with a, a thing called the digital twin. So before I go into a meeting, um, I will use the digital twin and I will simulate my meetings and I will ask the digital twin, what are your key hurdles? What are the key reasons for you to block? So instead of me asking, like, how do I sell? Of course, that's the easy part. But what would be your objections? What are potential objections that you will raise, right? And knowing that what are the potential objections that you're going to raise, right, um, are, are going to help me get better prepared for you. Now, the other thing I want to say to you and your audience is that um, a lot of this is conventional best practices in sales. It's not new in that regard. The concepts are not new. The concepts are old. It's just that the augmented intelligence is there for us now to help speed up our process yeah. of being able to kind of customize. And that's a very important point, right? It's Having... the same old, in, the best guys who are salespeople do the same things all the time, right? They, they, they know who the people are. They know what their pain points are. They know what their personal preferences are. They know how to kind of speak to them in a language that's understood by them. They know that, but that's like your 3% or less of your sales force. Sure. So now yeah. you can take that and you can spread that wealth using tools like XIQ, using generative AI across the whole organization. And collectively you can raise the ability. So, you know, like you do your social sales um, training and so on and your, your coursework, you know, and you continue to teach that. However, 
you can now provide tool sets that can augment. Augment is the keyword of what you're te- the best practice that you're teaching. Yeah, and we're always looking at those those types of tools because, um, as I said before, when when we were talking before hit record, I'm kind of the AI guy with with within the company, and I'm always looking for you know, tools and things like that to offer, you know, not only my following, but our company following and especially our individual clients and our corporate clients as well. And um, the number of tools out there is staggering. Some are great, some are not so great, but, um, you know, to have these on your sales tool belt, which is, you know, I, I kind of coined that phrase, although I'm not the first one to say that years and years and years ago. And I always used to say that, you know, LinkedIn is, a tool on your tool belt it's more like the hammer or the screwdriver you know it's an important one but you do have other tools and you can't forget about using those as well now with ai i don't know what size or what comparison to a tool that would be but i mean it's it's every bit as important probably uh, i don't know if it's more important because you still need communication channels but just to have everything that it can do, I think, is 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 hugely important for for those of us in not only in B two B sales, but on the marketing side because they need to know the customers too. They need to be able to craft the messages to the particular customers. They look at things from a little bit more of a macro um, uh, view, obviously, but at the same time, there's a lot of data out there that they can glean and use um ai to construct those messages and make sure that they appeal and all that stuff and at the same time sound human and use psychology but i think all of that is now there especially especially with tools like yours absolutely i I would you know the tool belt i would call it the toolbox right so it's a toolbox has a lot of different things in there and and you know it it actually has the hammer it has the screw it has and the communication channels are absolutely right and they should be considered as communication and social networks right linkedin is a social network unfortunately it's being branded as a sales tool it is not a sales tool it is a social network it's a professional social network right for example you know uh, it's a crowdsourced professional network on top of that so it's not going to be able to you know give you the rumors that hey there's a merger and acquisition taking place or did you know that this guy is going to be leaving the job that's just going to happen in in your uh, in other channels and so yep. collecting and that's the information sales guys need to really become you know that's the currency they need to become credible right hey did you hear this because that's when people started listening like you're telling me something i did not know right yep. and the what you don't know is not going to appear on a social network that is controlled and is crowdsourced, but you will hear it in a yeah. news channel that is right. getting news from everywhere, right? Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, yeah, and is and is also algorithm driven too. You always have to remember that you're not going to be seeing everything because of you know the algorithms which we're just going to leave that at that but just always keep that in mind too so um so uh wow this has been absolutely incredible uh i want to wrap things up with um with just uh going to kind of bring things in for a landing a little bit here uh when it comes to ai uh one of the things that or, or the main thing that i like to wrap up with is what is one thing that someone can do right now 
and obviously B2B sales and marketing people when it comes to using AI. I really want to have a strong takeaway for uh, for our audience here. Yeah. So I think start coming to realization that this is a tool set that you will need first and foremost, right? And then like, how will you use it? We have an extremely fragmented technology base. You know, our contact information is lying somewhere. Our company information is lying somewhere else. Our um, insights are somewhere else. Research, we don't have a proper framework for. So you need to start thinking in terms of how do you bring it all in together. And so make AI your friend, right? Especially AI that calls itself augmented versus artificial. That's super, super important for you to realize. How can you augment what you do and how does it help you? And the second I would say is, you know, discover how does it help you humanize, right? Hit that target, the bullseye, better every single time. Amen to the human thing. And you just strengthen my resolve all the more to uh, think about making a t-shirt saying make AI human or something like that. <laughs> or a t-shirt quote moment. AI for humanity. <laughs> Somebody else is probably using it already, though. There you go. So, um, if, uh, if people want to learn more about you and your offerings, tell them, Tell them where they can access you online. Yeah. So our website is www.xiqinc.com. So that's www.xiqinc.com. You can go there. Great information. You know, hit us up for a demo. You know, start a freemium trial of the platform. You can get to see a few people and experience it yourself. Um, and then LinkedIn, you know, we are on LinkedIn, xiqinc.com. Um, not .com, XIQ, uh, on LinkedIn, and then myself, Usman, that's U-S-M-A-N, last name Sheikh, S-H-E-I-K-H. Um, I'm always, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, and I'm always looking to be in touch with people who have uh, shared interests. So LinkedIn type guy, I noticed that you're active on LinkedIn, and <laughs> I appreciate that. Definitely, I'm sure LinkedIn does too, but yeah, absolutely. So I think with that, Usman Sheikh, founder and B2B of sales and marketing platform, Augmented Intelligence Platform, XIQ. Thank you for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Bob, for having me. Really enjoyed the conversation. Excellent. Yeah, I did too, very much so. And thank you for streaming this episode of Making Sales Social. So remember, when you're out and about this week, be sure to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.